We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, Sarah, as the NFL postseason creeps closer and closer, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh finds himself in an impossible situation and national media is taking notice. Yeah, Wednesday marked one whole month since Lamar Jackson went down with his knee injury and ESPN's Damian Woody thinks John Harbaugh looks fed up lately. Much more on the predicament Harbs finds himself in the middle of just ahead. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside Sarah Ellison. It's Thursday, January 5th, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. So the elephant in the room needs to be addressed. Is Lamar Jackson not back yet simply because of his knee injury? Or is his delayed return part of a contract ploy? Plus, there's been widespread reaction around the sports world ever since Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, suffered a cardiac arrest Monday night. Several members of the Ravens expressed their love and concern during Wednesday's media availability. We have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. Bobby, as Baltimore's trip to the postseason looms and Lamar Jackson remains sidelined with his ongoing knee recovery, John Harbaugh, well, quite frankly, he seems exhausted. Yeah, and deservingly so, I would say, Sarah. As a face of this organization and someone who's required to stand before the media multiple times per week throughout football season, Harbs now finds himself in an impossible situation having to answer for Lamar's hiatus. More on that in just a bit. But first, I compiled just about every question and answer of Harbaugh's as it relates to his quarterback since number eight went down over a month ago in week 13. It's just a knee, but it's not a season-ending type of knee. We'll get more tests tomorrow and let you know how long it's going to be. We'll see. Hopefully, I'll have something for you tomorrow afternoon, certainly by Wednesday. Be more definitive, but it's it's going to be a number, you know, days to weeks. We'll see. We'll see if he can go back this week. If not, it'll be sometime after that shortly. He's been through the MRIs, and uh, I would say it's kind of week to week. You know, it's going to be a weekly thing. So uh, as the week goes on, we'll see for this week. It's probably less likely for this week, but it's not impossible. After that, it'll become more and more likely. I mean, are you so optimistic, whether it's this week or not, that he is going to be able to come back at some point this year? Sure. Of course. 
far as Lamar, do you expect him to practice this week? Uh, we just have to see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an expectation until I hear more today. John, uh, we didn't see Lamar out there again today. Do you expect him to be ready for the postseason? You know, I'm just probably going to leave all that stuff alone. You know, I'm going to focus on the game and uh, uh, just get ready to, to coach our guys and have our guys get ready to play the game. You know, that's interesting to listen to back to back to back like that because you could hear the optimism in the first part of that clip, which came during Harbaugh's post-game press conference after the Broncos win. But then, as the weeks progressed and Lamar's timetable became murkier and murkier, there was a noticeable difference in tone and also in his demeanor and just overall body language if you watched his media availabilities live. Yeah, and that's certainly something that ESPN's Damian Woody picked up on this week as well. And while you're about to hear somewhat of a playful TV segment, we thought it was deserving of our attention. Listen to this. D-Wood, why are we laughing? Because John Harbaugh ain't with it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said something different in the yeah. break. He's not with it anymore. John, Ball, John Harbaugh is fed up. Like, yeah, yeah. It's he's, a lot. he's played along with it for, you know, when it, at, at the beginning. But we, listen, as players, we all know, like, coaches, they know. Like, coaches like, man, you healthy enough to play. You know you should be out there playing with everybody else out here injured. And listen, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm not stepping back on that field unless I am 100%. Mm-hmm. So, Sarah, you'll have more on that Lamar angle that you just heard there right around the corner in topic two. But former Raven Dominique Foxworth and panelist Kimberly Martin also weighed in on John Harbaugh lately from their vantage points. I mean, I think living life without Lamar Jackson will make you look like that. Because if you remember, they were very bad at football when they had Joe Flacco. Lamar yeah. Jackson showed up, they win six games in a row and get mm-hmm. to the playoffs. Since then, John Harbaugh has had Lamar Jackson with him for most games, and it changes things. It's a, You get accustomed to that. You yes. get accustomed to things, and now yes. they're like, nah, go back, go figure it out with Snoop. It's a little bit different. Because think about John Harbaugh with Lamar I love you man I love you Lamar (laughs) like that man looks so happy just to have Lamar and he looks broken and tired and I think for a head coach you understand the business side of it but but at some point as the head coach you're trying to win games and that business side upstairs is now messing up what we're trying to do down here and this is this is a whole saga of from the offseason we were talking about we all thought Lamar would get paid before the season even started. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we are at the, the conclusion of the regular season and we are here, I would look like John Harbaugh as well. Okay, so you get the point here. We aren't the only ones picking up on all of this. But with all of that said, to get back to my original point, John Harbaugh is in an impossible situation right now, and here's why. He's not the one deciding Lamar's future contractually. That's Steve Bashotti, Eric DaCosta, Ravens front office. He's also not the one deciding Lamar's short-term availability health-wise. That's the team medical staff and Lamar himself, you might say. And he's also not in Lamar Jackson's headspace currently. Yet, as the face of the organization, he's forced to stand at the podium and face questions whose answers are more often than not, at least lately, completely out of his control. Bobby, you are exactly right here. I mean, listen, Harbaugh has... A voice, obviously, and a big and valuable voice, of course, when it comes to roster construction. But at the end of the day, 
That's Eric DaCosta's domain. He makes those final decisions. Eric DaCosta is the one that negotiates contracts. And even then, when it comes to the issue of fully guaranteed money, you better believe that is not fully EDC's decision. That's a Steve Bashotti decision. And meanwhile, here's Harbs stuck in the middle of it all without his most valuable player in January. So when he says, as we heard in those clips, that all he can do right now is focus on coaching the players that are on the field, that's not a jab. That's just the reality of the situation. He's just stating facts because he has, as you said, zero control over Lamar's injury. He has very little to no control over the business of player contracts. Meanwhile, he has to convince a group of grown men to give everything they have with the playoffs around the corner, despite not having their MVP. So Bobby, if there is anyone who is affected the most by Lamar's absence besides Lamar himself, it's probably John Harbaugh. So yeah, he looks tired. He looks exhausted. And maybe he even looks a little fed up. He's been through it, maybe more than anybody. But his eyes are still focused where they should be. And that's on the players who are healthy and who can lace up in Cincinnati on Sunday. And at this current junction, that's really all that matters. Still to come here on The Vault, though, we got to touch on the latest controversial conversation as if all of this wasn't controversial enough, partner, surrounding Lamar. Stay tuned. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, Sarah, there is a giant elephant in the room that we just got to address head on. Many people are either wondering or maybe I have already convinced themselves that Lamar Jackson has not returned to the football field because he's holding out for a contract. And Bobby, I get it. That's not a crazy conclusion to have based on things that we've heard here from the outside, right? Several people have reported that Lamar was expected back by Christmas Eve, including Rich Eisen, which we touched on in yesterday's vault. Okay, Rich Eisen said that the Ravens personally told him that they expected him back for Christmas Eve. And yet here we are. 
He's missed that Christmas Eve game, and then he missed last week's game, and now he's on track to miss this Sunday, too. Meanwhile, as we just addressed, Harbs has been mum and vague on all of it, which just invites more speculation. So like I said, it's not a crazy conclusion to believe that this is all part of contract negotiations, a ploy, holdout, whatever. But here's the thing, Bobby. That's not my conclusion. And before I explain why, let's listen to the second part of that ESPN conversation from earlier. Mike Greenberg asked the entire panel that if they were hypothetically teammates with Lamar Jackson and he, hypothetically speaking, was holding out right now in January, would they be okay with it as teammates? Here's their reply. As a player, no, I wouldn't be okay with it. I would not be okay with it because my whole thing is business needs to be taken care of. Now, once, once, fo- once football rolls around, we got, we got. You on your own, D-Wood. You on your own. I don't know about that. I've been in that situation, dog. Let me, let me, let me. We are, we are first lady and bishop, but but we here's where the dividing line is today. Um, I understand the optics of it because Lamar, without a contract, was at practices, like started the season, like he was on the field. And he said, I love, you know, I want to be here. I have to be here. So it does look a little odd now that we're at the end and all of a sudden if he's healthy and he's not showing up. But that is where you and I diverge because I think at some point you have to do, you have to use whatever leverage. And we thought he had all the leverage to your point of this whole offense, John Harbaugh saying, trusting Lamar in situations, like go for it. Like they built this whole thing around Lamar and and that was supposed to be enough leverage. And right now it isn't. Granny, I said before the season, Lamar Lamar Jackson shouldn't step on the grass until you had a contract. Mm -hmm. I said that. I, that's, and I said that, and I just kept pounding, pounding the table about that. He should not step on a blade of grass until the contract is done. And the fact that, okay, we've seen Lamar Jackson play this year. We've seen him play a lot of football this year. And now when it's, you know, we get down to the nitty-gritty right, right. now. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess as, 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 a team, as a teammate, Lamar Jackson has been in pl- plenty nitties and gritties, so I don't need him to prove nothing to me. Um, I think we should be clear that the – he says he's injured, so we believe we that right, right. he is injured. We're saying hypothetically in a situation like this. If I were in a situation like this and I was on the team, I like when it's with the business and it's about the money. Like I, you can do what you got to do, man. Like I understand, and it's different because. This is not a Super Bowl caliber yeah, that, team. That, that is As, true. This is not the... They can't think that. This is not the fourth thing. Yeah, 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 you're that's in that locker room, are you fair. thinking yeah. we can't win I, the Super Bowl? No. I mean, I'm sure they... Uh, you you got to know, but... Oh, I mean, uh, you can't think that, though, Nick. But what I will say is I this. Mean, you, you got can, one you I can't, don't. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Stop yourself, man. But what you, what you can do as a player is make assumptions about someone else's health, right? Yeah. If Lamar Jackson yeah. is yeah. saying that he can't go out there and play, for whatever reason, you have to you have to own that. You have to accept that as a teammate. That's but true. in just yeah. looking at it, as close as he is to free agency and what's going to happen this offseason and potentially getting the long-term financial security that he and his family want, you would understand why he would make conservative decisions at this point. <laughs> why risk it? You're talking you're, about you're a knee liquid yeah. injury we, we for a about mobile quarterback. We talk about it like it's binary. Like, either you're healthy or you're not yeah. healthy. Okay, so their responses are actually pretty interesting, Sarah. The panel's definitely split, first and foremost. And then Damien says he would not be okay with Lamar holding out now because that's designed for the offseason. And then you have Dominique and Chris Canty, who say they would support Lamar. So, pretty compelling. 
Yeah, exactly. And Bobby, I believe that that's exactly how it would play out in a locker room too. Okay, there would be a segment of teammates that would be like Damien, and they would not be okay with it. They would say to themselves, shoot, if you're healthy, you should be out here with us because we're out here giving it our all, and the playoffs are around the corner, and negotiations are not for January, especially after you committed to us as your teammates. But then there would be another segment, just like Dominique and Canty, who would completely support Lamar. Okay, so Bobby... That would definitely divide a locker room. Some guys would look at Lamar differently. And if you think Lamar is a polarizing figure right now, a decision like this would take it to a whole other level. Right now, the debate surrounding Lamar is usually about his playing style and, you know, can he pass enough or can this playing style win the Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff. But then under this hypothetical situation, the debate would become about whether he's a trustworthy and reliable teammate. And wherever you would come down on that debate, maybe you would say, shoot, of course he's still trustworthy. That still, that debate would be the debate that would be invited. Okay, so let's just be clear here because that segment was all a hypothetical. As Canty said, we are not in Lamar's body and we do not know how he feels at this present moment. So the people saying this is a contract ploy are simply speculating. Here's the question though, Sarah. At what point would you be comfortable in saying, okay, yep, Lamar's not returning because he wants to get paid. I was asked this very question a few times on Twitter today, and here's my response. Personally, I'm going to assume that Lamar's delay to the field, assuming it is a delay because there was another report that said it was more like a six-week injury, but I'm going to assume that this delay really is simply an injury issue. And that conclusion is based on Lamar himself saying in training camp and in the preseason that he wouldn't hold out for a contract because he didn't want to do that to his teammates. So if he's changed his mind, I need to hear Lamar say that. Now, some people might say, well, this latest injury that he's recovering from right now, that's what's changed his mind. And that might be true. But remember, he finished last season with a similarly serious injury And that was brought to his attention in the preseason too. And he still said that he wouldn't hold out because he loves the game so much and because he wouldn't do that to his teammates. So again, Bobby, I personally, I need to hear it from Lamar's mouth. There are too many people who speak for him and I won't do that. So until he personally says he's changed his mind, I'm moving forward with the assumption that he hasn't returned because he's not healthy enough. So, Bobby, there has been an outpouring of support across the sports landscape since Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest on Monday night football in Cincinnati. Now, the 24-year-old remains in critical condition, and we continue to send him, his family, his friends, and the medical professionals operating on him all the positive energy and prayer that we have to give. Yeah, I certainly echo all of that, Sarah, and I think as would John Harbaugh, who began his Wednesday press conference with this. I wanted to make mention of DeMar's situation and just how much uh, our hearts go out to him and his family, how much we respect what happened at the game Monday night in terms of the medical people and how well they acquitted themselves and something that we're really, really very proud of and impressed by. And uh, also... I was just impressed by the two head coaches personally. I thought the way they handled it, 
was uh, just exemplary. It was something to be proud of as, as a coach in this league. And uh, I just thought it was very impressive uh, the way they did. And and uh, we're, we're, we've been praying and uh, reached out to the Bills organization. Our organization has. I've reached out personally to my friends there, including uh, Sean and, and Lenny Vandenboss, so Leslie Frazier. So uh, we love those guys. And uh and that's where we're at with that. Harbs mentioned the two head coaches and how they handled themselves given the circumstances. I'm with him. Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor's poise, their leadership and composure were on full display Monday night, and it certainly didn't go unnoticed. Here's more from Harbaugh, who shared part of his message to his players. You know, well, the thing we talked to the team about was was this idea. It's uh, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to do a lot of things in life, you know, and, and it's it's good to remember that. And I think if there's some good that comes from these types of circumstances is that I think we all have an opportunity to see the humanity in, in, in these kinds of endeavors, whether it's football, which in this case it is, and I told the guys, it takes a lot of courage to play football. It takes a lot of courage to coach football in the National Football League for different reasons. So uh, just, just honoring the guys in that room that we were talking to as we kind of talked through uh, what happened on Monday. And then the idea that not just football, but all other walks of life, what people do, Maybe I, we find ourselves in a position to, you know, acknowledge it, what people go through, you know, and, and, and treat people with respect and, and the dialogue a little bit, maybe a little bit, uh, a little bit more respectful and a little nicer towards one another sometimes, you know. And that's what it made me think about, you know, and I was hopeful for that as I watched that whole event unfold. You know, Sarah, it almost feels weird to say, but there has been a lot of good that's come from this and nothing obviously better than the now over $6.8 million and counting that's been raised for DeMar's toy drive for underprivileged youth in his hometown. There was also plenty of raw reaction from around the Ravens locker room as well this week. And among the players who spoke with local media was 15-year NFL vet Calais Campbell. This is one of those things that you know can happen, but you never really expect it to happen, you know. Something so severe, so severe like that, you know, where a man's fighting for his life, you know, and just, you know, it's one of those, you know, very tough situations. It's really hard to put into words, like, in the, you know, the, in just the feeling you have, you know. You know, praying that he, you know, he comes out of it okay, you know, and uh, that to have a normal life, you know. I mean, that's really the ultimate goal, you know. I mean, it'd be great if he can, you know, continue playing football if he wants to, you know, but just, you know, just having a normal life, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's wild that you even say, that you say something like that from playing football, you know, but you know, that's where we're at right now. So just, you know, praying for my man as much as possible, you know, DeMar. Uh, you know, seems like a really good kid. You know, the people I know who uh, who know him, you know, I mean, said nothing but good things about him. You know, and um, you know, just I mean, you know, as much as we love this game, we know there's you know the the bad side of it is when stuff like this happens. Well, stuff like this doesn't happen often. There's always a chance that it can. And Bobby, I'd be willing to bet that every single player across the NFL will have that thought in the backs of their mind this weekend, more so than usual. On the contrary, though. Here's linebacker Patrick Queen. It probably lingers in some people's heads. I think for me personally, it don't because I'm just at the point where um, I'm just playing until it happens. God forbid it happens. I pray against that and uh, all stuff type like, like that. But I just go out there and play the game that I love. And, um, you know, I think that's what we all do. We all play the game that we love at the highest level and expect to play at the highest level. So I, I don't think we look towards injuries or anything else. I don't think nobody looks to get hurt. A similar sentiment was also shared by Marlon Humphrey in the locker room as well. No, it doesn't really change how I, I mean, because it's crazy, it just was an ordinary play, it seemed like. So it doesn't really change my approach of, of how I go about the game, but it just makes you really just think, you know, about what you're doing. The, the weird thing is if you 
you know, we're playing going all out and you got hurt or you're playing kind of soft and you get hurt, which one would you rather go out? You know, it's, you know, he did make that play. Uh, that's the thing. And I know, you know, hopefully he makes it through. But I, I think there, there's something there. You know, if you're going to play this game, you just go all out and what happens happens. But you never want to tiptoe out there on the grass. And finally, safety Kyle Hamilton and tight end Mark Andrews both reflected on DeMar's incident and had this to say. How many times have I made that tackle in my life? Um, it seems so casual and so normal that he's just going to get up from it. But which he did, but obviously what happened happened. And uh, it just kind of set me back just because, like I said, like I've made that tackle probably 50 times in my life. You know, I think we came in Tuesday, we had meetings, and, you know, there was just something that didn't feel right about, you know, being there and doing that. But, you know, again, there's nothing there's nothing that we can, can really do but, but come in here and, and do our jobs and um, and pray and, and, and everything else we can't control. So, um, again, my, my thoughts and prayers are with him. I don't know if it makes it harder. You know, maybe, maybe some guys it, it will, but... Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, most of us have been playing football for, for a long, long time. And so um, we just go out there, play the game that we love. You know, if, if, you know, if I didn't love this game, maybe it would be a little bit more difficult. But I love what I do. I love each and every day coming to this facility, uh, playing for the Ravens and, um, and competing my heart out. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know. Beginning with cornerback Marcus Peters returning to practice Wednesday for the first time since injuring his calf in the Browns game a little over two weeks ago. Plus, Harbaugh announced that Calais Campbell will return to practice Thursday since injuring his knee in that same Browns game. Both Peters and Campbell will be a boon to a defense that will be tasked with trying to slow an explosive Bengals offense this weekend. And speaking of that game... The NFL officially announced that it will be played at 1 p.m. Sunday in Cincinnati. Now, it's still unclear what the stakes are for this game. The NFL has not made a decision on whether to resume the Bills-Bengals game. If it is not rescheduled, then Cincinnati is presumably the AFC North champion, regardless of the result of the game against Baltimore. But if Bills-Bengals is resumed and the Ravens win in Week 18 and the Bengals were to lose to the Bills, then the Ravens would be the division champs. Elsewhere, the Ravens announced that their stadium lease was approved by the Maryland Board of Public Works, which keeps the team in Baltimore for another 15 years through at least the 2037 season. And finally, with Bears quarterback Justin Fields being ruled out for Chicago's regular season finale, he will not have a shot at breaking Lamar Jackson's single-season QB rushing record. Instead, he will finish 63 yards short of Lamar's 2019 goal, which he set in just 15 starts. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising with us. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. So that's all the time we've got today, but we will be back on Friday with the Ravens news you need to know.